Hey everyone, welcome to Porsche Talk Podcast. I'm Mark, known across most social media circles as Mark and Cars. That's Mark with a C, and as always, joined with Ajmal. How are you today, Ajmal? I'm good. Uh, I'm mostly just known as Flat Cap Driver and Ajmal on Instagram these days because I don't do much else. It's been a while since we've so, done one of these because... It has been a while, yeah. One person in this relationship hasn't been that fantastic at pressing record. Do, do you know what? I, I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> if it's any consolation ever, listeners, we have recorded We recorded an episode a couple of weeks ago and... I didn't record Ashmal's part of the podcast, and I didn't think it was going to be that interesting. Just listen to me. I, I think it, it could have been something. We should have seen what the feedback would have been. <laughs> just you talking, <laughs> having a conversation with. It's like hearing somebody on the phone, yeah, on yeah. a train or in a coffee shop, yeah. just hearing one side of the conversation. Yeah, it is. Uh, could have been interesting. Yeah, you're right. It could have been. Lots happened since our last published podcast. Yes. Have we recorded a podcast since we spoke to Magnus? Yeah, we did with Brian. From Rent. You're right, we did. His event is yes. on this coming weekend. Uh, no, it's next Thursday. It's July the 7th. Ah, I knew it was close. Okay. And I think they might still have spaces. So if anybody wants to go and have a track day at Thruxton in the UK and meet Ben Collins, the original mm. Stig, um, it's a great day out and you can get to either drive somebody's car, be a passenger in a car, and it's all money for a charity. So... I'd recommend it. You can I, contact Brian at Rent Vehicle Design on Instagram. I did. Con- I had a bit of back and forth with him, a bit of banter on social media, and suggested that I couldn't quite get the three five six in his uh, hand luggage. Maybe you could. Close. I'd probably just cling film wrap it. If you if you classed it as a child Char- seat, <laughs> I think they'd Maybe probably you let you have it. <laughs> Maybe you could. It's been a um. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I got a message today from Warren. Who won the last mug that you sent to him? So thank you, Ajmal. And he said, oh, he... "Didn't come with super glue, nor needed it." Brilliant. I was worried. I was worried it wasn't going to make it all that way. I put fragile all over it, bubble wrapped it, bubble wrap inside the in the box, and I'm so glad he's got it. Good. Good. Yeah, great. Thanks, Warren. You're very likely listening. So, firstly, thanks for listening to the podcast, and second, congratulations on winning the mug. Got some other stuff that's come through. Since we last Ooh. published. Yes. Todd. Yes, yes, yes. Stone is. City Outlaw, thank you for sending us, what's this thing, Porsche Club America, PCA, Chicago Region Grill Badges. Yes, I've, I've received one. mine too. Yeah, look at that. And uh, Todd, Todd told me not to open it and open it live on the podcast, which we kind of did on the one that I just made a lot recorded. of noise. We'll, we'll just pretend, let's just tell Todd we yeah, opened we'll it. we'll pretend. Right? Yeah. But uh, the game was kind of given away by Michael Bath because he opened his first. Sure, and sure. And social media. And, yeah, and so I, I genuinely didn't know what it was going to be, and I saw that and I thought, oh, yeah, I do know what it is I now. definitely feel like one of the cool kids when Michael's got one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If he's got one and I've got one, then uh, I feel like I'm winning. Something else that I got home from my oh, listeners, I was away for the week. I've had done a bit of travel lately, hence the very sporadic podcasting of late. So I apologise to everyone who does enjoy the podcast. I get home. Partying all over Australia. And any viewers can see what this is that's been sent to me. What, why, why do you have a piston? I do have a piston off a 3.2 Carrera. 
that was sent to me from a listener in New South Wales saying, I've replaced me in my car. I gave this a clean and painted it silver and thought you might like it in your garage. Well, you're going to put, well, obviously I wouldn't have one. Yeah, you don't have a garage. I don't have a garage. Yeah. Cool, huh? It's quite a thing to have on the shelf. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. It's a lot bigger than... You need to put a label on it on what it is. Hmm? You need to put a label on it. Oh, I know. That's It's my garage. It's the only person needs to know, isn't it? No, I mean, I mean, just in case, because, you know, you're knocking on a bit, you might get dementia or something. Oof, harsh, and but true. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but I'm just trying to you know, think practical, <laughs> in practical terms. But um, yeah. I got something too. Yeah, what do you got? I got a letter from Porsche GB. Ooh, look at that. And within it was... Invitation. A gold ticket. Gold ticket. <laughs> it's very Willy Wonka, listeners. He's just showing it, it to me on Zoom at the moment. Gold ticket to Classics at the Manor. Okay. Which is Sunday the 3rd yeah. of July. This coming yep. Sunday. This coming Sunday, yeah. Um, and it's, I think it's Rickmansworth. Yes. What's that mean? So is it a location? Uh, it's the place, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. And it's, I, I think it's pronounced Chenies. C-H-E-N-I-E-S. I should know. Chenies Manor House. And it's a big uh, country. Estate. Pack. And I think there's about 100 people going. Wow, um, but I think they're, they're struggling to fill the places. So Hence you getting the invite. Do you think deep down that's really why you got it? Well, yeah, because I asked and I went, oh, right, brilliant. And then I saw something on social media about it and it said, mm. oh, yes, you need to have a classic Porsche and it's going to be displayed. With a fan so belt? I, well, 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 on that point, I emailed <laughs> Leone, who messaged me from uh, Porsche GB, and I said, uh, just, just for clarity... Define classic. <laughs> and, and, it's almost nine nine seven now, isn't it? Isn't nine nine seven a classic nowadays? Exactly. If it's outside of warranty. It's classic with Porsche. We I put a little bit of a qualifier at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've got a nineteen sixty six nine twelve. It's an hour's drive from my house. Very uncomfortable. I've got a nineteen ninety eight nine nine six. Very comfortable drive. No, no. <laughs> and more went, comfortable, not very, just more comfortable. Well. I don't really know what... To me, that is very comfortable because that's all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but she said it's up to me. Ooh. What are you going to do? So, You're going to the aircon, well, aren't you? Well, bearing in mind it's sort of... It's Thursday today and the event's on Sunday. You're wearing a T-shirt, though, so it must be... So I'm guessing it's warm there at the moment. Oh, it's warm, yeah. It's like 20, in the 20s. It's, it's lovely actually. Yeah, for those four days. Um, yeah, got it. But obviously, I haven't got the 912. It's still in storage. It's still. Have got you fit the fan belt to it? I do know. I, I haven't seen it since fan bro broke, oh. but I do have two fan belts now, which I got from Design 911. You only need one. Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Design 911, but if you're listening, <laughs> we're open to it. And I do um, want to talk sponsors shortly. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I haven't finished here. I said and shortly. So I could go and get, there's an option for me to get the 912 on Saturday, the day before I have to go to this event. You're an idiot. But I, what are you I thinking know. the day before? What are you going to fit it Saturday night with like three glasses of Prosecco in? I'll fruit the frame, bro. No, no. I'd get it on 
Saturday morning, oh. but I have to fit the fan belt there well, just, before I bring it home. Yeah, so I have to drive just it home. tow it to Jack's place and get him to fit it, will you? No, I can fit a fan belt. It's easy. But the thing is, I've got to get it, get it home. There's no time to fettle it or anything because I'm going to a birthday party for the rest of the day. Did you say it's a hundred? Did you say it's a uh, sorry, an hour drive away? Yeah, that'll be the fettling. The car needs or, the car needs two hours on the road, doesn't it? It, it probably does. The only problem is, you know, when you fire it back up after you, I've left it for a bit, it does yeah. the old backfire. Yeah, um, as it should. So, yeah. So I'll have to see. But anyway, anyway, uh, that's that. And uh, I've decided that in the next couple two weeks, I've given myself a deadline. I'm going to sell my Boxster. Really? Yes, but but Ooh. it's because I bought. You know the clicking noise that I said it makes. So for anyone who's not listening, for the engine or front end, which clicking noise are you talking about? Uh, no, the front end noise is gone because obviously it's got new shocks, new suspension on the front, got new it. shocks on yeah. the front, so all yeah. that's gone. Um, Chain but, tensioners or something, if I remember. Yeah, so when you're driving and it's warmed up mm-hmm. and you're off the throttle and the revs are coming down, it's making a clicking noise. Sure. And I've asked lots of people and a lot of people have got varying opinions, but there's only one entry in a forum that I've seen that mentions that exactly and it gets fixed. Yes. And it's the tensioners. Sure. Now I've bought the brand new tensioners. I have them. You have they them. Cost a couple hundred pounds. Yeah, mm. they cost a couple hundred pounds. And I and I actually got under the car two days ago, and I had a look. And they literally, you just reach under the cover's missing, the engine cover. So you just reach in with a thirty <laughs> mil spanner or something, and uncrank them and screw the new one in. But talking to a friend of mine, and then I phoned Jack as well. Put piss out oil or something like that. When you do that? Well, it will piss out a bit of oil because one of them's uh, vertical and one's horizontal. Oh, okay. Opposite sides sure. of the engine. Yep. But I'd be doing it without locking the cams or putting it top dead center. Yeah, what difference is that? Yeah. It's a tensioner. It's, you're not moving the chain on the cogs. Yeah, I know, but the the thing I said, <laughs> I was talking to Jack and he said that there's a proper way of doing it where you lock everything down, but then there's these bungs on the side of the engine where yeah. you where you lock the cams, sure. which you've got to rip out, but you've mm-hmm. got to replace them with new ones. And and he said if you didn't do it, obviously everything's under tension because yes. the cams are on a cl- the, the valves are on a close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so if I took it out and it, and it was at the wrong point and it clicked over one, I'd, I'd basically screw How up the can engine. It? It's, it can't move. Yeah, but there's multiple chains in there. So when I take the tension, everything's under tension. If I take the tension off one... No, no. And if it was under tension, Ajmal, you wouldn't need to replace it them. It wouldn't click. Yeah. Okay, so... So I don't know. I don't... I, Mate, have a crack. I'm just going to sell it. Have a crack. I, Do it. Yeah, but it might... I'm, I could, like, blow up the engine. You're not, it's not moving that much that the valves are going to start hitting pistons. It could click over one, couldn't it? I can't. There's teeth. There's a chain. I know this. No, I know the this chain's not moving on the cog that the teeth are attached I don't, I don't to. No, there could be movement, right? I accept that hundred percent. But a, yeah, a but movement between the drive and the cam, right? Hundred percent accept that. But won't the tension correct that? Yeah, but it depends if if it's under if it's sprung at the cam end. Yes, because. The, the valves want to close. Got it. Could it slip a tooth? 
can like, it cannot slip a tooth. Not possible. It could if there's no tension in the chain. That means the chain's got to come off the cog on every tooth that it touches. Yeah. Not possible. I Unless don't know. I is don't it belt-driven or chain-driven? Chain-driven. Not even possible. Chain. Not even remotely possible. You reckon? Any, take any it, feedback from anybody is welcome. Take it to the bank. <laughs> is that it? You're saying it. That's it. I'm backing myself There's in here. It's like... It cannot jump... A, a tooth on this chain and cog unless it gets that it still can't unless you start it without tension is in so what you reckon I should just do it get under there screw it out man up bash the new one in just do it and do it then that I will be then hang on wait, wait. Let's, let's talk about what you got to lose here besides the boxer your credibility I have some credibility. It's pretty. Look, let's face it. When it comes to the garage look, work, a ticket from Porsche it's about, TV. It's, it's pretty low, like mine. Your credibility, right? People aren't. Some. People are not tuning into this podcast for our technical prowess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to tune in for the technical disasters that we're about to. No, not we. You, you, right? Not we. You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's the. It's the, It's one of those things where it's there. I, you know, you just stick your head under the car do it. and you go, oh, do my it. God, it's right there. And all that, you know, if I wanted to make it easier, I'd take the wheel off. I could reach it even easier. Big socket, crank it, come off. One of them looks like it's been changed before. So it's a little bit round. Looks newer, does it? Yeah, or less old. Uh, <laughs> and the other one doesn't look like it's been moved sure. at all. Yeah, okay. Um, That's alarming. So I, I the fact they only changed one at some point. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking either I just flog it as it is or I just go over to Jack and say, Jack, can you just... No, but you've already bought those things. Just fit them and flog it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because if it, if it fixes the clicking, then that's a big thing. Then the engine works. The that's engine right. You're, you're definitely going to get your money back on what they cost you. Yeah, exactly. But Do if it. I sell it without, then people might say that that clicking... Yeah, that needs thing. doing, so they're going to chop you off at the knees yeah. when it comes to the negotiation, exactly. right? Exactly. Yep. So, I mean, do it for everybody who suggested that I should set fire to it and the video will go viral, I say thank you. Uh, I've considered that already. <laughs> it, um, I don't ever go, I won't go viral enough to generate enough income to set up. Oh, no, I won't generate any income because I'm, I'm not even monetized, so it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> it you're would out. Just be, We're not it setting would up just fire. be a spectacle, which, and I have to be honest, I seriously considered it. No one talk. Okay, yeah. let's. I want to move but, on from the box. So I've had a gut full of talking about you not doing attention. Or even setting fire to it. I yeah, let's okay. Look, it's a, it's a good story. I'm more. I'm more distracted by Buzz Lightyear over your right shoulder right now. Oh yeah, Buzz Lightyear. You've clearly been to IKEA, bought some shelving. No, yeah. Well, well, it's the infamous Kallax shelving. Five I don't know what that means. Is that what it's called? It IKEA is it? Is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kallax. Everybody knows what Kallax is. I could everyone it's except me. Famous Kallax five by five. It's quite tall. Did you secure it to the wall? No. Ooh. And you had children that can climb it, don't you? Yes. Got it, right. Uh, I'll leave it there. Climbers. I'll leave it there. Uh, well my children pardon? I'll just leave that at that. I'm not gonna say oh, anything. Yeah, yeah, my, my children my children don't come in here. And they're not climbers on the furniture anyway. Ah, on okay. trees. But we but my nephew is coming over tomorrow night. Secure it to the wall. He climbs everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to lock that down. 
but uh, it's it's sort of divided the room. So well it's storage done. past it, and it's my little. There's a lot of LPs there. Those are the LPs. They're the only ones out of the box that we went through the other day. The ones out of the box. Yeah, yeah. nice. One. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, there's some good ones there. Hang on, before before we move on from the LPs, you oh, might yeah, just okay. gloss over that. Go. There's a 12 inch in there, vinyl What's of called? Uh, Madonna Borderline. Ooh, nice one. So that's you know. When you put them, away, did you just chuck them out of the box and put them up there, or are you like OCD going? They've got to be an alphabetical by um, artists or anything like that. Or no, you just... I was going to. I was going to do put them. Uh, Date order autobiographically. Autobiography, mate. You just... <laughs> <laughs> that... Have you not seen? Yeah, yeah wasn't that in seen... um? What was the film with uh... fidelity? Fidel- High fidelity. fidelity that's yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. John Cusack, wasn't it? Autobiographically. Yeah. Sorry. John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah, John Cusack. Yeah. yeah. Well, I couldn't do them autobiographically because they're not actually mine. Yeah, that's they're, good they, point. They were bought yeah. by. Older brother and sister, so you know there's some pretty old stuff in there. I'd love to talk Porsche though. We should do that. Let's, but look, I want to talk part Porsche, still air cooled, classics of the clubhouse. Mm. I couldn't make it. Tell us about it. Oh, that was fantastic. The weather was great. The cars were amazing. There was a lot of Beatles. Some, a lot of Beatles. A lot of uh, vans, camper vans, yeah, nice. split screens. Uh, panel vans, bit of Westphalia action. Yes, and a lot of um, common gears, yeah, nice. fastbacks. Yeah, great. I love a fastback. Type three, we're talking, uh, aren't we? Yeah, all. I mean, fantastic. And this time there was, I did queue for a coffee for quite a long time. Um, I want to talk about the cars, not about you. Yeah, I know. I know about the coffee. The, that's an important part of it. No, you're English. You don't drink it. You drink tea. Don't worry about it. I don't. I do drink tea as well, but not at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was amazing, and the the level of cars, the type of cars, you know, going all the way back, tons of three five sixes. Obviously, PJs was there. Sure. You know, all the way back to A's, um, and there were some really cool. You know, a lot of the like, um, what's the Beetle called? Off road Baja. Baja's yeah. Baja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Safaris. A of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were proper sort of 996 road trip uh, Brock style <laughs> roof tents that were open on Beetles on, on Porsches. Oh, on yeah, yeah, nice. 11s. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, it's because it's a golf course. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the grass is immaculate. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And, then, and then you've got, you know, you've got one of the Baja things coming out of a bunker. Oh, perfect. On the golf course. Yeah, yeah. So it was just... The venue was amazing. The weather was amazing. Tons of people. Really good turnout. Um, it was fantastic. I, I'm just sorry that I couldn't have a beer because uh, I was driving, but also obviously my 912 didn't make it because the fan belt came off when I went to get it out of storage. Sad. Yeah, it came off, shredded, all the teeth came off it. Um, you know, the classic, you get in, it fired up. So a lot of cranking over, but it yeah, fired yeah. up. And... I went 20 meters and the dreaded red charge light came on. Sure. And there's an easy way to fix that. Just take the globe out. It's easy. Oh, but doesn't it, doesn't it sort of instant overheating, isn't it, with a oh, air cool? Because it's, it's no, very, not instant, but very shortly after. Yeah. So I managed to click the remain remnants of the fan belt back on just to get me the 20 yeah. meters back. Yeah. Okay. Good. And man. that was probably a week. 
before, no, two weeks before Classics of the Clubhouse, but I couldn't get a fan belt. Oh, yes. I saw a post on Instagram. And... Why does it yeah, take so long? Be... You're, you're sitting in the universe no in the idea. UK. I, I ordered it. It cost sort of 32, 33 pounds. That sounds two. excessive. It is. And then uh, I paid about seven or eight pounds to get it delivered as well. And then it didn't get delivered for about 10 days. Yeah. And that, then that I, 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 I think I've got it right. Honestly, I reckon if you, you should have called me. I reckon I've got minimum six fan, six fan belts upstairs at the moment on my mezzanine. So you could, yeah, if you'd posted it, probably would have got some. I reckon it would have got there in the meantime. Yeah. Because yeah. I called, um, I called Porsche. So parts. And I said, oh, have you got one? And he went, I can get it to you. The, it would have been the day before the show. Um, and the price was sort of three Exorbitant. Times. Yeah. And he's just like, come on. Well, at least he didn't say what's a 912. He didn't know. But you know when you, the way he went, oh, a 912. And then I felt like he was Googling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, a 912. Tell me your VIN number. Doesn't have one. It's got a chassis number. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he asked me for the registration number because that's what they used to look at. And I went, look, it's not that. I'm just going to give you the engine size. I want to give you the year. That's all you need. Yeah, okay. He's definitely Googling at that point. Yeah. Um, so I've now got the fan belts, but I've not seen the car. So I'm thinking of getting it on Saturday because I was thinking, should I take it to this classic show, which I would like to? I believe you should. And, and risk risk life and limb and a breakdown. Look, any time you're going to drive it from this point forward, you're now in that realm of possibility, right? Because the thing sat there for months. Yep. So you may as well take a risk on when it's worthwhile. Make it a worthwhile risk. Because you know what? How much more faith we have in this car if it does pull off this event? Yeah, it just needs so much fettling. It really does. The I think the floats are, one of the floats is stuck. The spring doesn't pull the throttle back, so when it warms up, the idle's really high. Yeah, the but that's that's vacuum. very rarely the spring on the throttle. That's more often than not the... Vacuum advance. Uh, no, no. Have you got a vacuum advance in that car? I thought you didn't. I thought you had a mechanical advance. Because um, you, yeah, you didn't have those plates that slide. Yeah, yeah. It's mechanical. Yeah, so that's a mechanical yeah. advance. So yeah. it's more often than not the mechanical advance that's causing that idle problem, not your... I'm not saying it's not your carbies, but it's more often than not your ignition. Yeah, because it, it's it's as it gradually gets hotter. Yes, it gets worse. Idle, there you go. Uh, that that yeah, there's so telling me I'm you mucking you you got you got a distributor problem, not a carby problem there. Do I need to take the distributor out and dismantle it? Because I've put I've I've lubricated it to hell and I've put a new Teflon sheet in. Yeah, so I, I remember you, you, you mentioning in a previous podcast yeah, you've done thing. that. So. Um, but they still get. So it doesn't take much for it to get gritty and do it like mechanical advances. Poo, right? Yep. But need, need that's it. all you've got on that car. So there's not much you can do. You got Weber's on that car? No. Solex. Uh, Solex. Okay. Yep. Because the Weber's do so, have a vacuum output at the bottom of the plate that you can use for vacuum advance. Um, yeah. But anyway, no. Doesn't matter if you haven't got it. Anyway. It doesn't matter. Anyway. You know, you, anyway. live, you know you live in the right country for last weekend's Goodwood Festival of Speed. 
Yes. Did you go? No. But you live that and close. I'll tell you why. And everyone that lives on my side of the world that's like opposite season, thousands of kilometres or slash miles away, we all want to go. You live near it and you didn't. Is that what's happening here? I know. I'm, I, I, I confess why I didn't go. How far away is it from your house, firstly? It's an hour and 40 minutes. More than acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the reason is I forgot it was on. We've really reached a new high on this podcast, haven't we? <laughs> a Porsche release, the newest of the race cars. Yeah, and the weather was just stunning. Stunning, stunning. yeah. Singer yeah. was there, the new singer. Turbo. Yep. Yep, yep. So, yep. Uh, Plenty to look at. Anyone is anyone, and like the whole thing would have been worth going there just to catch up with Andy Pruning you to get him on the podcast. Yep. Didn't go that you forgot it was on. Nigel Mansell was there in his Roth in his labats. Um, yep. Okay. A bit snugger. Well done. Back in well done, Ashmal. Thank you. But yeah, yeah. So I um I I, I dropped the ball on that one. I, I you know I put my hand up and say yes. I, I dropped the ball on that one. Accepting responsibility doesn't remove disappointment. Don't don't say it like you read it off some card somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it probably came up on social media or LinkedIn. No, no, or something I actually just made that up. <laughs> I reckon it was like an apron. <laughs> an apron. Bumper sticker <laughs> around the Bible Belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But oh. Because it's been so long since we've spoken, not yes. we've spoken, but we've not yeah, yeah. Um, recorded. recorded. Yep. Have you seen the images of the proposed new GT3 RS? Not the prettiest car they've built. It's not, is it? That spoiler is ridiculous. It's the, it reminds me of the... You're talking about the wing, the, the rear wing. one? Yeah, sorry, the, the, the wing. Yeah, yeah that, well, uh, that's just... That's just 911 GD3R or whatever they call the, you know, the full-on, fully-blown customer yeah. race car, right? It just looks like that. But I actually think all the, a lot of the gills and stuff on the body are very boxy. Now, I don't know if it's going to be more refined when it gets to production, which doesn't look like that far away, let's be honest, right? Well, yeah, because it wasn't in, in camouflage or anything like that, so it makes me think it's going to look something like that. That terrible. Yeah. And and that and that wing, it just kind of reminds me of you know you know the eighties. The eighties was a bad time for wings, especially aftermarket. But aftermarket wings, which look like skis. Someone had just taken a ski and put two stalks on it and stuck it on the back of their car. Look, it looks kind of like that. There's a good chance, not a guarantee, but a good chance that more energy was put into it than a couple of skis slapped on the back of a car. Knowing Porsche, but it doesn't. Yeah, but my, my only argument against that would be, but it doesn't look like it. Yeah, fair, fair. But I'll tell you what is good about that wing in that car. Mm-hmm. I reckon you'd yeah. almost be able to see out the rear vision mirror with it because it's how it's high so it is. so high out yeah. of the way. <laughs> but it's, for me, it's so that it's gone so extreme, hasn't it? So, you know, they're, they're, they're channeling their original RS, but the original RS wasn't a, a race car. No, it was a road was, car for the... Yeah, it was a road car. It was a, you know. Whatever. It was a jack of all trades. Sure. Go to the track, go rallying in it, all this sort of thing. Exactly. Whereas if you're buying 
a GC3 RS and you know I'm not buying it you're not buying it but what? if someone's buying it they're going to be buying it firstly it's going to sit in their garage probably for 99% of the time the rest of the time you might take it out to an event good or somewhere like that and you very rarely might take it on the track just to try it but with so much of that aero on it and that wing and things like that and I always think how fast you have to be going for that to have an aerodynamic effect on Scare the Scare the shit out of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, for a wing to actually do something that, that extreme, you know, do you remember when the Audi TT first came out? Yes. And it, it, they had to modify the, they had to put a wing mm-hmm. on the back of it yep. because it, it would go a bit. The deer test um, or whatever they called it. Yeah, whatever test they did. And they, and they said, oh, it actually needs it. Yep. And, um, but that's because it was under 100 miles an hour that made the difference. But on that, where you're accelerating, where you're going around bends and things like that, I don't know, it, reminds, it makes me think, like, you know, in Formula One where they do the DRS, yes. in the DRS, and it makes it go faster. But they're doing crazy acceleration, crazy speeds. Is this going to be doing those speeds? I mean, it might be round. I, I, I think there's a lot of assumptions getting made here on your behalf. So, my assumption, which could be as equally as flawed as your own from my viewpoint, right, is that if it's a bigger wing, it is, it takes less air to affect it. More surface area, right? Therefore, it would have it, I think it would probably have more impact at lower speeds than having to get to mac 10 to have any impact so from the images i've seen mm. i didn't think i thought it was just high i didn't think it was big oh it's massive it's got its own postcode is it massive is it oh the thing is enormous the depth why isn't of it, it just like why is it like a you know i reckon RS i think in some table. countries they may have to put indicators on it or it might have to, like, it's going to hit bridges or something. I don't know. No, but all that aside, <laughs> your point about who's buying it, what is it useful, right? Mm. Like all GT cars that you buy brand new, you only get access to it yep. if you've bought other cars that they deem to make you worthy, right? A ton of others, yeah. Yeah, okay. So whatever that is in for various dealerships around the world, some are... Mm. More flexible than others, however, there is a standard of some sort that's maintained globally, which is now forcing cars like this to be only accessible to collectors. Yep. Yeah. There's going to be such a minuscule percentage driving that car around a track, which is probably... I can't even remember the last time I saw a 991 GT3 RS getting driven around. I've never seen one. But on the street. I, well, to give you an idea, I saw an interesting statistic. I have a 981 GD4, right? Yep. Less than 200 were imported into Australia and more than 400 991 GD3 RSs were imported to Australia. What? That's crazy. Yeah, so more than, there's more than double the number of GD3 RSs in Australia than 981 GD4s. Wow. Yeah. And and you've not seen one around. 
GT3 RSs, 991s. I got no yeah. two men that own them fairly like well. The collectors. Both are driven at the track. I wouldn't say regularly, but they both see track work multiple times a year. Okay, do you know what? That's different, I guess. If you bought if you bought a 992 GT3 RS yep. and you were taking it on track, then the wing doesn't matter because it'll work on the track. Um, it'll all the aero, all the extreme stuff on it, it'll work on the track. But, but it's it's never gonna be a road car though, is it? Yeah, but on Who's that on that point, right? Yeah, you know, the whole track car for the road. My perspective yeah. has shifted since only GD4. Okay, which is a, is more road focused than track focused as a GT car. Like the RS yeah. is a very track focused, right? Whereas mm. I think of the non RS GT cars as very road focused, good on the track. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. The but if you go out and buy a new GT three RS nine nine two. Let's throw a number out there how much that car's going to be. In the UK, mm. probably high 100s to 200,000 pounds, right? Yeah, sounds about There right. and abouts, plus mm. options. Another 20,000 pounds for the Vice Arc pack. Yeah. Which everyone will get, right? Absolutely. So you're talking low twos. Here in Australia, probably sixes, 600 grand, I reckon. That is... I don't know the number exactly, but it's going to be there and about, right? A GD3 is just under 500. So I think the GD3 RS is going to be close to six, right? Oh, my God. And then you throw the Vysark pack in it. That's where the number's going to be. A 991 GD3 cup car, track only, right? Hmm. No compromise for the road. It is only a track car, right? Yep. Will very likely lap most tracks faster than a new 992 GD3 RS because it doesn't have the road compromises or the weight compromises, right? To oh, true, know, yep. Airbags, crumple zones, all that sort of stuff that goes on. Adaptive cruise control. Or hang on. Yeah, yeah. Or even more importantly, Ajmal's favourite, an electronic handbrake. And yes, right, won't have any of that stuff. You can easily buy those for two hundred thousand dollars in Australia. So it's a third of the price for a better wow. track car. Can you two hundred thousand? Easy. I mean, I say that like it's like a nine nine seven Cup car, outdated. So it's mm. not a current career Cup car, but a lot of people own them because they're great track cars. Hundred to one hundred and twenty mm. grand in Australia. That can't be right. Yeah, yeah. Really? You should you should go on to my one hundred and five website. Not endorsed mm. or sponsored, everyone. The um, which is a race car buying website, and have with yeah. the prices. And I, I mean, that sounds. Cheap. That that's Cheap. nuts. It doesn't that doesn't make sense. And and also I think the you're right because with the G3 RS, the new one, it's 
obviously it's more extreme every time it's more track focused every time but but you're right it'll always have the compromises of it still has to be a road car correct which doesn't make sense why why do that but i guess you've got to have well my gd my gd4 is double the amount of a 997 track car here in australia so if I wanted a car just for the track, I'd be better off buying a G. And like the, the cup cars, X cup cars, they don't change in value that much. You don't really rip up money on them. They don't, unless you crash it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but that's you're gonna get your that's the, yeah, but that's the same outcome if you crash your road car, isn't it? That is true. Yeah. So that's a yeah, that's a common metric between the two. Yeah, I know, but it's just if you're if you're on the track and you turn it into a track car, you're probably statistically more likely to crash it if you're going hell for leather Fair. all the time. I speak of which I've been um, in the track since our last podcast. And it was you pissing, haven't? I have, and it was pissing down rain. Oh, yeah, that was the. I felt like you and your experience. Of what? Of yeah, what? when you were telling me about your track experience where it was in the wet. Oh, uh, when which one? Lambo? Was it a Lambo, one. if I remember, or something like that? No, uh, no, it was an Audi R8. Yeah, Same thing. Completely raining sideways, and I, I remember just flooring it down the straight, and there's so much standing water, and I got up to 140, and you know when you hit the water and the car doesn't turn, it just moves sideways. <laughs> And you're there going, uh, but the guy sat next to me who's there telling me what to do, he didn't bat an eyelid. Yep. And then, obviously, the, you've got the braking zones. Yep. And there's people in different types of cars. There's people on Aston, sure. in Aston Martins, but also Mini Cooper S's. Yep. And when the brake boards come up and I take my foot off the accelerator and he goes, no, keep going, keep going. And um, so I asked him afterwards, what about the brake boards? And he went, they're there for the Mini Cooper S's. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I remember saying to him, but why? Surely they're going slower. Can't they brake just as late? And he went, no, they can't because their brakes aren't as good. And it was, yep. I mean, it was really good, uh, but it didn't, it didn't give me the bug for it or anything. And you've just reminded me by saying it was pissing down. That thing I told you about where I accidentally urinated on my cat. Oh, <laughs> We spoke about that in the podcast we didn't record. Yeah. Because that was, yeah, that because that, because it just happened. <laughs> we spoke that time, which is why I said to you, have you ever accidentally urinated on a cat? And there's a, you know what, this everyone's probably thinking, what are you on? But no, that there's, that's a real, a thing. That it's happens. a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like it happens if, it thing. happens in households all around the world. Exactly. Because, and people don't talk about it. People don't talk about it, but I'm here <laughs> to just open the floodgates. You know, I'm here to talk because I just rolled out of bed really early in the morning, went to the bathroom, I'm taking a piss, and the cat comes in. Which is the size of a dog. And, which is the size of a dog. It's a massive cat, and he's got his tail up, and it and it walked across the stream. <laughs> Very Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was just and you know you're going ah no it's like cat scoffing out covered in piss <laughs> just be and, grateful and you know, 
be grateful it wasn't a Jack Russell where the tail was going 100 miles an hour and just flicking away everywhere, oh. right? And do you know what made it worse? It was it was like concentrated morning hangover piss. Yeah, yeah. So it was bright. It was like <laughs> cut, cut your initials yeah, into the ceramic it was type. Right. It's smelly. It had the slight smell of like Prosecco about it. <laughs> and uh, it just, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't my finest moment. But it wasn't one of our sponsors, Prosecco, because we still don't have one. We don't have one. No, I'm. I'm working on that. I feel slow. I'm working on that. I know. I know. I know. Well, I need, I need to get on that. I've got two upcoming sponsors for the channel. Two. Two. Another one came through yeah. this week. We're just negotiating yeah. the um, funds per episode at the moment. Is it a booze company? No. Oh. Which, gratefully for both of us, it's not. Oh. No, well, I mean, we discussed this before because if we had a, like a Prosecco sponsor, oh, then obviously we'd be, be a mess. drinking it. This podcast would be a mess, yeah, wouldn't it? But the problem is, it's the middle of the day here. You're about to go to bed after this. <laughs> I'd have to. I'd have to stay no, on it the no, rest no, of the day. Or no, pass no. Out. You'd end up going to bed after as well, and then forgetting to pick up your child from school, right? <laughs> no, no, I'd have to. I'd have to say to my wife on this day, you were doing school pickup, and then I'd have to just stay on it so I'm awake. Yeah, you know, nice, nice. Seven o'clock. You know how you're a bit of a sympathizer to um, Star Trek. A bit of a sympathizer. Well, I'm, I'm. I've been known to watch a bit of Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. We're talking. Nerd. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I, look, I am also. Okay. Okay. But I've only just started watching Orville. Which series are you on? Two. Two. Okay. So I've, I've just, I'm up to date on series three. So uh, it's is on, there a series it's three now, is it? Yeah, there's series three. So it's on Disney Plus and they release one a week. A week ah. So I'm up to date. It's like, it's about four episodes in, and um, this series is this got it's lost all its comedic parts. Oh, it's really? a serious sci-fi series now. Yeah. Oh, that's no match. That's no fun. I was enjoy- and, I've been enjoying the uh, Seth well, MacFarlane aspect of it. Well, I love the. I, I mean, Seth MacFarlane's brilliant until the one day I looked at him and I thought he looks a bit like Stan Laurel from Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. Now I'm not going to look at him the same, am I? Exactly, I can't now look at him the same you can't, way. Uh, you can't unsee oh, this now, can you? Yeah, you can't unsee it. So, but the thing is, I really like the series, but how is he getting away with ripping off so much from Star Wars, from Star Trek, from I think that's every actually other the sci-fi series? Part of it. it was to begin with, because, you know, the uh, that's what he did when he first started. But the thing, because I still watch the original Star Trek series, and... If you think about everything that people talk about, you know, going to whatever hyperdrive, sure. hyperspeed, yeah, yeah, warp yeah. speed, whatever it is, teleporting, uh, spaceship, starship, uh, space station, all of these things. No one had ever talked about these things before. And Star Trek came up with them yeah. from scratch. Yeah. Video calling. Sure. You know, communicators, all of that stuff. They made, they made it up. Whereas, you know, someone making a sci-fi series, now all of that stuff's already there. Oh, you froze on me, Ashmal. Oh, it's a good face too. I really hope this video is working. Are you back? Yes. Okay. Am I back? Yeah, you're Hang back. On. Hang on. You're back. It says my 
internet connection is unstable. Physically or emotionally? But, um, uh, pretty, pretty physically. Um, okay, but... that's enough Orville talk for a sec. I want to talk about something else. I feel like we didn't finish on Goodwood. Oh, you're frozen again on me. That's right, it is unstable. Oof, you've dropped off. You've dropped off the universe. <laughs> but I'm, I'm still here. I've, I've turned the video off for a second. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I feel like we didn't finish on Goodwood and talk about finish talk about the cars because of how distracting the GT3 RS was. Yes. So on on that, what about that electric Cayman car that sort of blew the doors off everything except that funny little fan car? Um, is that who was driving that? No, was I somebody, have no idea. Um, but that was I, I don't know. I mean, the big fuss is made about electric cars because they're still the, the high performance electric cars are still quite niche yes when it comes to somewhere like there yeah but when you're there celebrating the history of motorsport i guess then i i don't know if they want too many of them so you always get a splash of something extreme yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but is this um, isn't this not the start of that new history I don't know because I'm waiting for them to have a Formula E car there. I think they're too There's limited. Nobody... I think we need a Formula E with all the restrictors taken off. Well, because if you think about it, because they, they have previous, you know, Formula One cars and Formula One drivers driving up the hill. They do. And doing donuts and things like and that. Historically and, cla- think... and historical classic cars. Yeah. But then... And they do. I'll get, I guess they do modern, modern cars. And and if you say, well, actually, if we're going to go electric, doesn't that just sort of blow the, blow everything else away? Well, there's. A, I saw a YouTube video of the top ten fastest cars at Goodwood. Hmm. There were, of the top ten, I think there were four electric cars. And whilst two of them were one and two, they weren't one, two, three, four, the electric cars. And there was that Ford van that's got like 2,000 horsepower. Was that number three? No, that was like number five or six or something. There was naturally, there was normal internal combustion engine cars that were faster than some of the electric cars. Mm, it's. I think it's an, an interesting one, and the future. It should become much clearer, probably just from next year, because there'll be more cars launched, more electric cars launched, and there will like, be. I feel more like that's all slowing down, that. though, Ashmal. It feels like the cars are taking longer. Like that McLaren Arturo that they're by hook or by crook trying to get onto the market. That's been like three years in the making now. You're that you're that Mercedes. You're that Mercedes. That's a hybrid. You're that Mercedes um, F1 car for the road, but um, AMG one or whatever they call it. Yeah, that's nearly five years old, and they still haven't got the thing ready for customers yet. Oh yeah, and there's um, isn't the new is there a new Lotus electric car as well? Isn't that Amira? Oh no, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. No, sorry, what's that the thing called? One. Yeah, yeah, what's I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can't either. But looks amazing. But again, yeah. Big splash in the pan. Look what we're building. Mate, the thing's vanished. Yeah. I don't know if that's pandemic, 
shortage of computer chips, logistics. Look how long Valkyrie took to get to market. That's true. Yeah, that is true. So, so they've only just it'll, be, it'll be interesting. They've only just started delivering customer cars, and that's got to be four years old, that car. Do you reckon the Tesla Roadster is going to blow it all away? I don't think they'll ever build it. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because the, uh, Elon Musk claimed it would be 0-60-whatever under two seconds. Yeah. And then you're just talking sort of, you know, it's bragging rights, isn't it? Anything under rights. anything under three yep. is nauseating. Yeah. But it is literally makes you feel unwell. Yeah, and if you're a passenger in a car with all of that talk and someone's using it, you know, every time they move off a corner, they're... Oh, you're going to belt them in the head. Committed. You'll never get in the car with them again. Yeah, you feel sick. Yeah. yeah I'm, one of my friends has a Tesla Model 3. Yeah. And he drives like that. Yeah, one trick, going, well, it's a one-trick oh pony, God. so you've got to use the trick all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't, I don't know what, what would be in the future at um, Goodwood because there's lots of electric cars coming out because companies are trying to get past the, you know, the, the, the limit that's been created of the deadline where they have to stop sure. producing purely combustion engines. But at the same time, Formula One says they've cracked the biofuel thing and in 20-whatever, 20 26, their cars will be running on biofuel. Sure. And, but that means if you then release that to the masses... And, and any combustion car will, without any alterations, run on that biofuel, then suddenly you go, well, why should I get rid of my five-year-old car? It's not, it's not polluting the planet, and it's already been built. Yep, yep. Probably, probably quite efficiently. So it, it's, a, it's a big old debate to be had, but, um, but I, I don't know what the future is when it comes to those extreme performance cars because, you know, if you think about the GT3, the... Standard in inverted commas GC3 992 that's just been released. It's not about um, performance. That's not, performance. What is it? Five hundred and forty horsepower or something. It's, so it's not. It's not a thousand horsepower. Yeah, which exactly. seems to be the it's minimum more, requirement for a modern sports car, right? Yeah, but it's more the. I mean, I, it's the type of work that I've come from my history, but it's it's the user experience. It's the experience they're now selling you. You know, it means something yep. to be sat in a Porsche GT3 and it feels a certain way and people buy that feeling and it's enhanced with every... And the 9,000 RPM sensation. Exactly. And people have said before, you know, when they made the 991 GT3, uh, people said, well, how are they going to better that? And and the reviewers have sat in there and, you know, Chris Harris and the like have gone, well, they, they've done it. They've Somehow they've done it. Not somehow. They put the um, same front suspension in the new one that they used to have in the Citroen Traction back in World War One. Yeah. By putting double wishbone in there instead of a McPherson strut. That's uh, because it's it's cyclical. It's, <laughs> it's, it's that turn again of the Citroen. Hey, um, talk, can, we talk, let's, can we talk about your garage? My lack of garage. Yeah, now, what's going on with the 996? If I get messaged anything more often than anything else, it is, Will Ajmal ever wash his 996? Well, 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 on that. Let's hear it. So, firstly, I hadn't driven it for about 15 days. 
and I drove it yesterday. Spiderwebs and all. Yeah, 25 miles. I drove it. It was a different washing. We're talking about washing the car at the moment. I know, I know, but it was a bit of a shitty drive. And because there was quite a lot of traffic around, I could never really open the taps on it. And but for those 15 odd days, it's been parked right outside my house. Normally, it's, my driveway is at the back of my house. Ah, uh, so it's looking at you. Whenever you look out the window, you're going, oof, I should drive that car, right? Yeah. No, well, it's not that because after the third day, you stop seeing it. Ah, okay. But it's every neighbor has pointed out the fact that it needs a wash. <laughs> and someone who lives. Three doors, I'm walking past and I just say hi. And he just looked at me, shook his head, and he went, that poor 911. And I just thought, no, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just fine. It's patina. Um, now, patina is, my... patina is the stuff that doesn't wash off. Yes. So my three-year-old, who walked past it on Tuesday morning to go to preschool, she said, the pigeons have had a poo party on your car, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm now thinking, so there's a, there's a guy in the village who does detailing. Sure. If I take it to this thing on Sunday, I have to get it cleaned. I can't take it as it is. Because it's going to be on classes display. in the clubhouse looking like someone took a, that, that someone actually pooed it out. Yeah, but I was but I was in the cheap seats. I was just in I was in general population then. You know who you are, and that that car is going to receive attention. No, no one. I bet you, no one recognizes you. That wear that condition of that car like a badge of honor. I told you, it's not. It's not a bag badge of honor. It's. I'm just not ashamed of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when when it comes to washing it myself, and I would give it lavish it with attention and i'd go and buy the kids or buy a fulmer and stuff mm, yeah okay but um but when it comes to doing it and i walk up there and i look i look at a car and i'm about to wash it and i just think i could be driving it so i just jump in and go for a drive but if you don't look after the car that option will be removed i know because it's starting to rust yes which is very bad now um I had the photography done on the Yaris, GR Yaris, because it's going up for auction. I did see that, yes, with the original wheels back on. No. Oh, no, that wasn't you. No, that <laughs> that was someone else's GR Yaris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when's it going on? Um, the photos are getting sent through to the auction house tomorrow. And then we'll then we'll just go to discuss and the content and the, you know, for the copy and all that sort of thing, you know? Have you told the listeners where it's going? No, I'll, I'll wait out. until it's published. Right. It's eBay. As, as, because <laughs> I would have gone all that trouble <laughs> get the photography done, go to eBay. So the, um, it's going, it's going to Gumtree. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> the, um, Jack, Major from Majorly Media here in Perth, who is an auto photographer, did an amazing job. Oh yeah, I think I. Oh, I think I follow him. Yes, he's a good egg. So, uh, are you? Who's doing the write up then? I imagine they will. 
I'll provide the data and they make it look nice. Yeah, because um, when I sold my MG on a different scale, but it was a similar type place that sold it. Yep. And they get a journalist. They have a journalist on, not on staff, but... Oh, you, I, I imagine this company has someone that's more than capable of doing it. Yeah, it's like that. They do a big background on what type of car it is, where it is, sure. why it is the way it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. why it's worth what it is. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into it. And this car in particular is, is yeah. a kangaroo killer. <clears throat> yep. Like that. Hundred <laughs> percent. The um yeah, so I'm looking forward to um getting that parking space back out of the garage. So what is something else going in there? It's place? Well, I did get a phone call about a car that I can't really afford to buy. That's that could be any that could be any and every car for me. Yeah, yeah, no. As in a allocation that's already been made and the specs already locked in, but the order's been cancelled on a not on two GT three. Get out. I'm not gonna buy it, but I got the I got the offer. Did you say can I drive it first? No, no I said to them, I'd better call you back in a minute. Walked around the block. So you could calm down. Yeah, yeah, of course. Otherwise, I was just going to say, Walk around the yeah. block. Otherwise, I was just going to say, come yes, was Like an idiot. Yeah, come back to your senses and then go, right, I can't do it. And it was manual. Mm. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that you've just put the word out that somewhere in Australia? There isn't. Uh, no, I think it's already been given to someone else because I didn't. I said no to it. Has it, though? You, all of these people who are probably just jizzing in their pants, you've now just ruined it for them. Now they just sound um, wet pants. I'm look. I'm looking forward to the car turning up to see what it looks like in real life. To what I said no to. I, I haven't seen one in real life tonight. in this color yet. Do you think I should edit out the word jizz? Look, it's it's not the it's not the prettiest language you've used. Yeah, that's probably, that was probably a step too far. I forgot we were recording. Yeah. Okay. So is that an apology to the listener? Because I'm not going to edit no, it out. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for the language. And uh, I, shall, uh, I shall do better next time. Well done. Now, back to the car. Yes. It was a club sport, lightweight buckets, ceramics, Adventure in green. Manual. Wow. That is a good spec. Yellow yellow seat belts to match the calipers. Yellow notch in the steering wheel. Wow. And that is... So that... Hang on. So that's going to go to somebody... I mean, I don't... I don't know what it's like in, in Australia. It must be the same as over here. You can't just walk in and buy one. No, you can't. But, no, but they've, they've got a list of people who yeah, didn't get an allocation who they know would may buy one if one came up. Right. Okay. So, because over here, it works the same. Well, over there, I guess, the same. But um, a friend of mine's just bought a Rolex. <laughs> yeah, it is very and I know, And I know a lot of people who do 
you know, or into their Porsches, into high-end cars, watches. into watches. Yeah, I'm yeah. not massively into watches, but I do like a nice watch, a good watch. Yeah, I don't collect them mm-hmm. because whatever watch I really like, I I wear it to death. Sure. Yeah. So so my Omega Seamaster, I've been wearing that for 20 years. Yeah. And um, so he's bought. So he wanted he wanted a particular Rolex that sure. he can't get because it's like the allocations. He's yep. not on the list. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's been going into the shop. He walks past it every day. He's been going in. Yep. You know, can I get on the list? Can I get on the list? No, we don't have a list to get on the list, a waiting list to get on the waiting list. Yeah, yeah. So he walks in the one day and they've got a newer model. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, oh, that's not bad. And that might be worth something in the future if I just never wear it and leave it in the box. That's it's like, like buying a car you never drive. Yeah, exactly. So he says, can I... If I buy that, will it get me onto the list? The waiting list for the yep. one that he really wants. Sure. And uh, the guy says, well, yeah. So you, he buys this, you know, for thousands of pounds, this watch. Sure. Thinks he's on the list, so phones up every day. And then he gets through the one day and uh, they go, no, that guy's not here. He got fired. It's like, well, why did he, he get fired? Because he told people if they bought a Rolex, they'd get on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but my friend persevered and he did it the one day he just walked in and went yeah have you got what's the list what's the situation yeah, yeah. and the guys just said to him do you know what at the moment there is no list and i've got one and he just walked out of there and it's i think it's already worth he bought it a week ago i think it's worth about three times what he paid for it sure but he'd never sell it because once you sell it was well, he got a stainless daytona like, or something does he I, I'm not sure. I didn't. I haven't seen it. I'm going to go around to his house and have a look. Yeah, okay. Um, but the but it's the same as if you buy a 911 GT3 and you've been you're on the list, and if they find out you sold it within a year and you didn't tell yeah, them about it, or that's right. That's right. You, you're, you're not offered again. Yeah, you'll never be offered again. So it's the same with him. If he ended up cashing yeah, in that it. money, yeah, he would he would never be able to buy another one. So he's just going to hold on to it and try and turn it into some kind of heirloom. Yep. Or. Uh, just, you know, when he develops a drink or a drug problem, sell it off for a big hit. You're, you're, in, you're implying that's, uh, that's hand in hand with Rolex. Uh, it could be. It could, could be, be with Seiko. That is true. No, it could be. Well, <laughs> See, my, my, dad, my dad used to wear a Seiko to work. It was his work watch. Got it. And it was a Seiko, Seiko 5. Do you remember those? I know. I've got one. Yeah, the automatic yep. one. So, Mate, the thing, I reckon like the thing's about eight years old. It does not skip a beat. It is perfect, that watch. So my dad is, so he he retired probably about 30 years ago. He's been dead 20 years, but I've had it since he retired. Yep. So I've had it for about 30 years. You give it a rattle. Every you give the thing a rattle, the thing gets just up and going again, isn't it? It's probably never been exactly serviced. Exactly, so- so every time my Omega runs out of a battery, I go and dig it out of my bedside table, give it a shake. And yeah, put it and on you're off, you're off and going on your psycho, yep. But it's, uh, but he told me it was a fake. And I used to oh, always so think, fake-o. why would it be a fake? Yeah, and I said, I said to him, but why would it be a fake? They're so cheap, like even the original one. Yeah, I think mine was like $220 Australian or something like that, maybe $250. It, was, it's, it wasn't a dear watch. Exactly, back then... I think in the UK, they must have been about sixty pounds, and I said, "Yeah, to him, which but why comparable would you make money, yeah, back then, yeah." Yeah, so I so I opened it up, 
and had a look and it had the pendulum inside it and it yeah, was yeah. an automatic. Mm-hmm. I thought, why would someone make an actual automatic cake? Yeah, go to this much trouble. 60 quid. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought, no, it's not fake. And then I said to him, why do you think it's fake? And he went, because my dad Muslim, he went on the Mecca pilgrimage to Saudi. Yeah. And he went, I was there and I bought it for five pounds in the street in the box. <laughs> and he went, that's why I think it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's that was 30 years ago. It still, still works. works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't keep time that well. It's an automatic so watch. In, they don't. You've got to move them around. Yeah, in, exactly. So in probably a week, it'll lose about three minutes. Yeah. I've like gain gain three minutes. One of my video channel sponsors, Kuoi Kyoto. They make watches in Japan, handmade, with Seiko movements, and I have an automatic, which Mm. is my daily watch. Love it. I like the styling. It's very classic. That movement, I reckon similar, probably three minutes, two to three minutes a week, I've got to correct. Yeah. So it makes me think. It's probably a Seiko movement in it, even if it is a knockoff. And I'm thinking, how, how can it be a fake? How can it? I mean, the thing is, because I opened it all those years ago, and yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I couldn't reseal it back up. So when I'm Don't at the rain, I can't look at it. It's all steamed up. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and yet it still works. Yep. That's if you get I that thing serviced, it'll never work again. Probably. Yes. Because um, my my brother had, I mean, it must be nine, 40 years ago. He had a Casio when he was a kid. Yeah. And... Yep. It was the one that played the twelve melody things, and and you know, on your birthday would play "Happy Birthday" oh, okay. in, yeah, in the yeah, little yeah. electronic yeah, yeah. little, mm-hmm. uh, and it would play Jingle Bells on Christmas, uh, on Christmas, and for his fiftieth birthday, which was a few years ago, just before I was at my mum's, and I found it, it was still in the Casio box because the the battery had gone, and he sure. couldn't get another one, and so for so it was forty years old, probably about. 30 years ago, he put it back in this cupboard and yeah, it's yeah. still there. So I said to my mom, I'm going to take it. I'm going to get it working. I'm going to give it give it to him for his 50th birthday. Great idea. And uh, so I, I got it. I took it to the watch lab. So they're just like stalls in big shopping, sure. um, superstore uh, super yeah. places. Battery replaces. They, they yeah, exactly. And then they do, and they'll do high-end watches as well. Okay. And uh, And he just looked at it and he went, no, it doesn't work. I put in the new battery. It doesn't work. So I said, well, how much is the new battery? And he went, it's like four pounds. I went, well, just give me the battery. So I'm Googling thinking, no, it's got it. Why would it just stop working? And, and just some one forum somewhere said, get a pin and just short it. Join, you know, connect the two terminals yep. in the back and then stick the battery in. Stick the battery in. It works. Ping. Ping. And you couldn't, you know, when you, I saw his face when he was first looking at it thinking, hang on. I recognise this. Are you giving me my watch for my birthday? Yeah, exactly. Was that the look? But then he obviously he's, he started. Well, he started wearing it all the time, and then because he lived in Sydney at the time. Sure. And uh, my next younger brother Darren also lives in Sydney, and he went. It's really embarrassing. He said every time we're in a bar or something, it starts playing and someone a tune. Says, oh. No, he says someone says, "Oh, that's a really cool watch," and he always looks at them and goes, "This watch, it's older than you." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd rather say no. He just stopped saying that to people. We should but, get we should get someone from the watch industry on our podcast that collects Porsches. 
that sounds like I mean that sounds too niche. Would we find somebody like that? I think we might. Do you reckon? There's a lot of Porsche you... drivers that collect watches, isn't there? There are. Who do you think we could get who's kind of well known in the industry or well, is that something you need to think about? Well, I'll tell you what we will do is we'll leave everyone hanging and come back to this very topic in another episode, Ashmel. Because that uh, we've gone on long enough. We haven't had a podcast for a while. Let's get back a bit more regular for the listeners. Yes. And call it quits for today. It. Let's do it. Exactly. And I will never piss on a cat again. Great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> just put it out there. It's not a thing I do. No. It's just you didn't plan to do I'm it sorry. to start with, so I don't think you can actually guarantee that won't happen again. No, no, I, I can now because I'll, I'll close the door. You're conscious. That, that was my problem. I was half asleep, doors open, and it was panic. I panicked. Look, the problem with being half asleep, Ajmal, to remove your excuse means you're half awake. Yeah, I was half awake to know that I needed the toilet. Yeah, okay. Get myself there. <laughs> but the half asleep bit was the bit that controlled closing the door. Great. Anyway, that, so, on that note, <laughs> yeah, on that note, listeners, if you have enjoyed our podcast, please go onto your platform that you use iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever it happens to be that you're listening to us right now, and follow us, please. And you can follow me, you can follow me on social media or message me on social media at Mark and Cars. That's Mark with a C. We'll follow Ajmal at Flat Cap Driver. Instagram's going to be our most prompt response in all reality, regardless of which platform you go to to message us. So we'd love some ideas on what you'd like to hear and do on future episodes. Ajmal, thank you for your time this evening slash afternoon for you now. And um, yep. let's catch up again very soon. But before we go, just quickly, yep. thank you to everybody. But also it would be great to get some ideas on if anybody's done that, chain tensioner change on the Boxster and how they did it. I'd love to hear about it. <laughs> and put, that's it the, it. put it in the comments or send us a message. Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you.